0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA+, community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Australia's most amazing gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Current Community Affairs. Connecting. Uplifting.
0: Representing.
1: Informing.
0: Celebrating.
1: Empowering.
0: Sharing your passions. You are On The Line with Dean Beck.
1: You certainly are On The Line with Dean Beck. Well, joining us to give his thoughts on what uh, was just aired, the Prep Rapture Initiative, the CEO of the Victorian AIDS Council, Simon Ruth, joins us. Welcome.
0: G'day, Dean. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. This uh, sounds like a pretty radical way forward, Simon.
0: Yes, well, that's the first I've heard of it. Uh, It does sound... I mean, it was hard to get a grip on exactly what they were saying from listening to the interview. Um, But any time that the community uh, becomes active in um, trying to create change on issues like uh, PrEP accessibility, VAC is 100% behind them. Uh, VAC is... Led by the community, we're part of the community and we support any time that our community wants to do this sort of work.
1: Uh, some of the initiatives are about uh, the sector. Uh, some of them are about empowering uh, community individuals, almost uh, or smaller subsections of the community, to respond uh, in the advancement of prep. Some of the uh, some of the issues that we didn't talk about with the boys, but that I've noticed in the proposal, is about language. It's about the clarity of prep's effectiveness and and how. Um, uh to date we've not seen one new infection with uh PrEP if it's used correctly um it it, it's uh it's certainly a move forward from what we're currently getting from the sector
0: um i would actually challenge that i think uh what you get from the research sector and from the medical sector is often very confusing language they talk about percentage effectiveness uh they give statistics that are difficult to interpret that um, often create uh, fear that this will not be a successful intervention from hear, the AIDS You th-
1: hear things like 86% effective, which yeah. you know, then, then makes you think, well, hang on, there's like 14% non-effective,
0: yep. but yep. yet we've and, not and seen a new infection. Yep, and at the Forum on World AIDS Day, I said that they're not helpful messages. The messages that we need to be giving clearly is that nobody who has taken PrEP as prescribed anywhere in the world has zero-converted with HIV. And we have to give very clear messages that PrEP is effective. Um, it is as effective or more effective than condoms when dealing with HIV. STIs are a whole other matter. But when dealing with HIV, PrEP is equal to condoms or better uh, if you're taking PrEP every single day. And they're the sorts of messages that we need to make clear to the community. And often our researchers and our medical fraternity um, try to give a lot more evidence base, and it's the evidence that starts to to confuse people because the evidence is not as conclusive.
1: Well, there's also that whole confusing thing around, well, if it's as effective as it is um, then what's the need for condoms other than leaving other STIs aside um, and there's a lot of confusion around that space because we see studies and scientists reporting, you know uh, it's used in conjunction with or sometimes in conjunction with and then it all sort of goes, well,
0: why Yeah, so I guess, you know, with condoms, condoms are easy, they're accessible, they're cheap, they're available. Right now in Australia, PrEP isn't easy, accessible or available, unless you're fortunate enough to be on one of the trials, which is about 500 people nationally, until the larger scale trials get off the ground. Um, you have to import it yourself. You're having to get it through customs. You're having to get it from international pharmacies. Guys like PrEP Access now have made that much, much easier for the community to do. Uh, but it, it's still not as easy and effective as condoms for most people most of the time. And we we need to accept that a lot of guys just aren't going to want to take a pill every single day. Uh, they're going to make judgments about their own risk. They're going to make judgments about their own sex lives and their own relationships. And PrEP is one of a number of measures that people can take to protect themselves from HIV.
1: My understanding was that PrEP Access Now met with Victoria's Health Minister, Jill Hennessy yesterday. Are you uh, aware of the outcome of that meeting?
0: Uh, No, I'm not. I did try to call Phil from PrEP Access Now last night, but we missed each other and I'll be speaking to him later today. Um, I heard he sent me a brief message saying that it was a good meeting. Uh, So I'm I'm not sure what the outcome of that was, but uh, we, we had encouraged them to, to get together and talk. And I think it's very—it's it, great whenever another group, besides VAC and ACON, talks to politicians and to policymakers because it actually helps them to see that it's not just one or two voice, loud voices actually trying to make changes. This is actually a broad-based community response.
1: Now, New South Wales did, of course, on December 1, World AIDS Day 2015, expand its trial from 375 to 3,500 or something to that effect. Uh, but that's not an instant uh, rollout, is it? Uh, that's that's going to take some time to happen, I understand.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know the full details, but what I've heard is it'll probably be March or later. Before they they actually get it off the ground, I think they're planning a campaign around it, around Mardi Gras sometime, um, and that they'll be recruiting after that. And they're going to have quite tight um, conditions for getting onto that trial, which would be similar to their current trial. So you actually have to demonstrate significant risk uh, to make it onto that trial.
1: It was reported uh, yesterday or the day before in StarObserver.com.au that uh, Prepper Access now had. Uh, received some 85% increase in demand over November, December. Uh, Clearly, people want this.
0: Yeah, people do want it. Uh, And, you know, has now have done an amazing job at creating an access program that otherwise would not have existed. They've done it through personal relationships from some of the guys in the groups connecting people through to a chemist in Southern Africa. Um, There there are still the other two or three chemists that people are are accessing from internationally, ACE drugs online and... um, I can't remember, all-day chemist. Um, But, yeah, clearly people are wanting it, and we're trying to sort of capture... The other great thing about now is that they can capture numbers for us, and and it's those sorts of numbers that we can use to advocate with government to say, yes, people are wanting this and people are are moving uh, in this direction in drives. And it also creates evidence for us when we're trying to uh, advocate for similar schemes in Victoria, which we are doing every day of the week constantly right now.
1: Of course, uh, all of that becomes null and void if and when the TGA approve uh, PrEP for uh, uh, prescribing and it's available on the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme. I noticed that uh, when South Africa recently made PrEP available, they did so through your everyday GP who can prescribe PrEP. Well, what was that? Yep. Um, that, to me, sounds like a bloody good idea.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. It's not just as easy as getting it onto the PBS. If Travada gets approved tomorrow, which it won't be, but if it does get approved tomorrow, it currently has to be prescribed by what we call an S100 prescriber, who is someone with specialist training. We would be advocating, or VAC does have a current position, that there is a difference in treating HIV and preventing HIV. It is not as complex as treating HIV, and we believe that any GP... Who understands how to prescribe prep and that the, the uh, regular testing that needs to occur should be able to do that. If the government or if the PBS decides that it has to be S100 prescribers, then we have to do a lot of work to improve to increase the number of S100 prescribers. New South Wales believes they may have sufficient ones. We wouldn't have sufficient here in Victoria. And then you're looking at places like Tasmania where they have one person four hours a week um, who could do that. So there is a there is other work to be done here about uh, getting workforce amongst GPs and nurses. Um, The other area would also be nurses. Nurse practitioners currently are not allowed to prescribe HIV medications. Uh, We believe that nurse practitioners who have that extra training and are supervised by GPs should be able to provide PrEP as a preventative
1: especially uh, seeing there are some nurse practitioners that specialise in HIV. Yes. My understanding is that uh, accessing uh, an S100 doctor in regional Victoria is quite troublesome.
0: It's incredibly difficult. There's a very small number of S100 prescribers that are probably almost all within 5 to 10 k's of the CBD. That's so got to be
1: a major they're, issue, surely.
0: Yeah, there's some of the access issues that uh, we're looking at. Alfred Health also comes into play here because they have a statewide mandate for ensuring that people can access treatment and care uh, close to their homes. Um, So Alfred Health has a program whereby they have a doctor who goes out and tries to train up other doctors to do the work or support other doctors to do the work. We're also exploring things like telemedicine, um, but there are no government incentives for telemedicine in Victoria because we're such a small state, they tend to look at the other states with large expanses.
1: I've heard of Uh, some, some pretty horrendous stories of people trying to access PEP in regional hospitals and uh, the judgment that they've received there?
0: Uh, Yep, that is something that uh, we campaigned on in our last election platform about no-one should live more than 50 kilometres from where they can access PEP. Um, That did not make us very popular with some of our (laughs) colleagues who work in the health sector. But since that time, there have been, I think, four or five new PEP providers across rural Victoria. Um, We would still say that that is drastically insufficient and that it still doesn't meet our requirement of no-one living more than 50 Ks. Um, but I think in the last 12 months, the number of people accessing PEP went up by about six or 700 people in the year. So in the last two years, we've actually seen the use of PEP go up by about 200%.
1: Wow. Mm.
0: Some of those people may be using PEP as a PrEP starter pack, getting onto PEP while they're waiting for their PrEP prescriptions to turn up and and if they're doing that that's you know that's great that's preventing them from contracting HIV but there's certainly a lot more people um, are conscious and aware of the fact that PEP is available to them and uh, and are accessing it and um, I believe the early figures right now are that we're looking at a drop in Victoria uh, for HIV for the last 12 months. Um, I haven't seen the final figures but I I hear they're very encouraging.
1: And when Simon uh, do you uh, think they'll be released those figures finalised?
0: they, strangely, they don't come to the AIDS Council. They, oh, <laughs> they get developed by they get developed by Burnett and the Alfred, and they go through the Department of Health. and We hear about them on the same day that the rest of the community hears about them.
1: Uh, um, it's about March, isn't it? From uh,
0: usually, yes, yeah. yes. I, I think we might get them a bit earlier this year because it's uh, from what I'm hearing, the whispers are that we're looking at a double digit drop.
1: Yes, uh, when, when they're, they're good did. results, they come out early. When they're bad they results, they, <laughs> they come out late. <laughs> yeah. Dear, oh dear, so I mean we've still got a lot of uh, work to do in this uh, arena, um, especially around PrEP.
0: And it's not just PrEP. We can't we forget our focus on early treatment. We need to get people who have HIV onto treatment early to prevent the, the long-term impacts of, of having HIV create reservoirs in your system and, and get people undetectable. And we also need to continue our focus on testing. We need to get people testing more often, and we need to look at expanding rapid testing across the state because we still, we, we now have less rapid testing sites today than we had 12 months ago in Victoria. Less, less. Uh, I think there were two two centres that were doing it 12 months ago who are no longer doing it. So we're now down to about three or four places where you can get a rapid test in Victoria.
1: Right. Well, that's a concern. Ultimately, what is it that uh, you, we're going to be doing in the short term to try and ensure that the Victorian government does expand the trial? Have we got any assurances on that front? Uh, do you know? Well, uh,
0: I'm sort of a bit caught on what I can say. There, there's meetings uh, weekly at the moment about this.
1: Are things looking uh, good?
0: I think things are looking good. Okay. Uh, whether whether we're here in two weeks or whether we're here in eight weeks, so, sure. you know, remains to be seen. But uh, Things are looking promising. The minister and the minister's advisors are certainly saying, after they met with Bob Grant, that they believe this is something that we need to make happen in Victoria.
1: Now, tomorrow, uh, au goes live. Will the VAC be uh, submitting any comments to uh, the gentlemen who are launching it?
0: Oh, you know, I know Rodney and Daniel both well, more than happy to uh, help out in any way we can. Um, I will be looking forward to reading it. So yes, that'll, that'll probably be the first thing I look at when I get up in the morning after Facebook. So,
1: well, Simon, big year ahead for Victorian AIDS Council, and it's only just started. Yep. So um, thank can you. Can I
0: also?
1: Yeah, I sure. A
0: quick plug for our hypothetical. Please. The
1: oh, that's the, what, that. Now I was going to ask you about that. It is on again, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, so the hypotheticals on on the nineteenth of January this year it, it's at Deakin Edge, of Federation Square. Oh, nice spot. Uh, Tickets are free, you just need to go online and book them um, to ensure that you've got a place. And Adam Richards will be the host this year, and we've got uh, lined up currently Nick Hollis, Rowena Allen, Denise Scott, Tom Ballard, and we have Sophie Ishmael, the candidate for the seat of Melbourne, and Sophie Mirabella um, will both be on the panel this year. Get...
1: Shut the front door.
0: Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sophie Mirabella confirmed yesterday that she would love to be on our panel. Well... So it should be an interesting evening.
1: Bugger me dead. Uh, any chance that uh, Join 94.9 might be able to, uh, again, capture the audio from that event and we, uh, and rebroadcast it at a future date?
0: We, we would love to have you do that, Dane. Thank <laughs> Simon you.
1: Simon Ruth, CEO of the Victorian Aids Council. Always a delight. Thank you very much for making Cheers. yourself available today.
0: Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye.
1: You are on the line with Dean Beck. Now, there you go. That is Simon Ruth's uh, response, I guess, to the Prep Rapture initiative. Uh, being launched tomorrow, preprapture.com.au is where you'll find it.
0: Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member
1: at joy.org.au.